Welcome to our Journey of Voices. The month of April is actually all about the climb. And so we want to talk to you and discuss how you got to where you are now. But for, before we get into that, for those that don't know you, how will you introduce yourself? Hey, great. Thank you, Andre. So my name is Osama Nasrallah and I'm in my third year uh, doing marketing and management here at St. Mary's. Uh, I'm the Vice President of Student Affairs uh, with St. Mary's University Student Association and I'm the upcoming uh, President-elect for the association starting from May 1st, 2017. Uh, I'm a bit involved on campus. Uh, I just came back from New York uh, being with Model United Nations and uh, General Assembly. And before that, I was in South Carolina with Habitat for Humanity representing uh, St. Mary's University. And last thing we did is uh, uh, with Enactus and the regional challenge where we won the first place. So that's kind of some and a bit of my involvement. All big things, huh? All right, man. So take us back before all that started, before you got into doing all these great things. Where did you grow up? Where are you from? So uh, I'm from Lebanon. I live in Kuwait. So my family lives in Kuwait. Uh, we own a family business, a restaurant. So we have some restaurants in the Middle East. That's where we grow, me and my two brothers. Mm -hmm. um, I have two brothers and three sisters. So we're kind of a big family. <laughs> and uh, I'm the youngest one. So that's uh, the main reason they sent me to Canada, you know? Awesome. So what was it like growing up there? Did you have, did your older siblings serve as like role models? Did you kind of want to look yeah. up to them, kind of get into the same things? Or? Uh, kind of. So my two brothers studied business and uh, my dad is a businessman since he was 20 years old, you know. He traveled to Kuwait. He said, you know what, I'm going for two years, going to do some business and come back to Lebanon. And he had been there for 42 years. <laughs> uh, yeah, been a long journey for him. Uh, he worked in restaurants till till now and then he opened his own restaurants. My two brothers work with my dad at the same time works outside in the logistic companies and banks and they kind of helped my dad uh, in the restaurant. So it's not a small restaurant, it's kind of a big restaurant that fits for 500 people. Wow. So, but yeah, and that's where we learned everything from my dad. Like he taught us everything about the restaurant from a small age, but he made sure that all of us have an education and after education, what masters we can do, what MBAs we can do, always um, do something good for ourselves. So for you to go all the way from Lebanon to Kuwait and, and then Halifax, Nova Scotia, <laughs> how, how did that happen? How did that happen? So Canada, as, as Canada, it was one of the things I don't want to do or don't want to come to Canada. I still remember after high school, you know, uh, my parents were like, my dad came to me and was like, you know what, why don't you go and study in Canada? And they was like, dad, no way, like, I want to be a dentist, you know, do you want me to study for eight years in Canada, you know, like four years and do the, the exam, which is the dad, then go for dental school. I don't want to do that, it's not my thing. Then, you know, I skipped the semester, applied here and there, but then the second semester, like, I'm still giving you the opportunity to go to Canada where it's a dream for a lot of people there, you know, like, do you want it, like, and you know what, I was like, you know what, that I'll, I'll go ahead and try it, you know? Uh, when I first arrived to Canada on April 14, 2014, uh, I arrived to York University. I stayed in New York University in Toronto for two weeks. You know, I saw Toronto and the buildings and how life there. And then out of nowhere, my flight is after two weeks to Halifax, where I came to Halifax and I was like, wow, <laughs> what am I doing here? <laughs> I was like, wow, is this big shift? Is this Halifax? Really big shift. Like, came here to a small place where Toronto and they see every and my friends and New York University and went to UFT and all the life there, how busy it is. I came here, how quiet. I arrived here at 9, 9 p.m. where everything was closed. I was like, wow. Mm. Um, 
then I started in the language center. Uh, and I started as university bridging program. I had English at that time, but since I came from Kuwait, you need to do at least something in the language center. So it's a four month program, uh, 8.30 classes in the morning, yeah, five days a week, you know, uh, for English, yeah. It was it was really interesting, yeah. and I used to take courses with the, in the university, so I took two courses while doing the English program because I was kind of enrolled in the university too. Mm -hmm. uh, finished September, started my school. Uh, it was a good year. Started in biology. Uh, tried to find myself if I'm a biology student or not. I always had in mind, you know, I want to be a businessman. I want to be an entrepreneur. Uh, but uh, my dad always gave me this idea, you know, uh, you already have a business and uh, your two brothers studied business why don't you do something else you know if you want to do business and come back to the restaurant it's already there why don't you be a doctor or something if you would like they all supported me uh, so i was like yeah you know what i want to be a dentist you know i want to try they came here tried biology first semester didn't find myself and you're like you know what i'm gonna continue uh, actually my parents thought you know what this guy's this uh, sam is coming up from arabic school he's going to fully english school you know like we expect that he's gonna fail two, three courses at least in his first year, which is normal, you know, he's, he's a new, where I didn't fail any course, and they were like, wow, like, hey. proud of you, you know, like, no, no, any F's, no, any, I was like, yeah, till now, no F's or anything, and they were kind of proud, like, okay, second semester, I started being like, and they were around for president, and I was one of the first year students from for president of the student association. Uh, I saw my two friends running for board of directors with Sinusa, and uh, I was going to run for board. They were like, oh, but we are running. I was like, oh, okay, don't worry, I'll run for president. Out of nowhere, I go get this nomination sheet. You know, you need to fill out 150 names to, in order to run. And they were like, do I have 150 friends? I don't think so. <laughs> I, don't I went to one of the students in the library, was like, try to get out of my zone. So, uh, uh, what, what, what do you, you think you need to change in school? What do you, you believe you want? And they're like, oh, we'd love to have Subway. And guess what? I got that word Subway. And from the word Subway, I got 150 signatures on my paper. Every day I'm like, oh, wouldn't you like to see Subway on campus? If I want, I'm gonna get you Subway. <laughs> and from that, up there, I go around and start talking to students and start coming out. And I remember my debate sitting next to at Amali and Preston were running against me who were like 24 years old, 24, 25, you know, they're all older than me and I'm that 19 years student sitting in the middle, you know. I used to get some question debate where I don't even understand what they mean, you know, but I had that confidence in myself, like I'll always answer, I'll always say something, I wouldn't just be like, oh, uh, I don't really have an answer, so that's where, and they ended up getting 350 votes, actually, in my first year, so okay. that was a good, good experience as a first year student. That was a lot right. Didn't get to uh, be the president, right away after that, I didn't give up on it, I applied for vice president student affairs. Uh, applied for, uh, sorry, vice president events at that time, where I, I knew I'm not getting it. I didn't have any experience. You know, they asked me, what experience do you have? I'm like, oh, I used to manage the restaurant, I used to do this, I used to do this, you know? I didn't have that much of experience with students or on campus or with the university. I applied for it, I didn't get it. Uh, when I didn't get it, they told me there was something called pack leader in September. I was like, yeah, for sure. I signed up, I went to interview, I got it. 
went back home for two months, came back to be a pack leader. Uh, the day I came back in September 2015 to be a pack leader uh, is the day where I joined Enactus, I joined Habitat for Humanity, I joined SAGA, which is Student Active for Global Awareness with the International Center. They accept 20 students every year. And they joined the Commerce Society at that time. Um, and there where I shifted to business because I saw myself in business when my first year, whatever business elective used to take, used to get A pluses, whenever biology or chemistry used to get B or uh, B minus or C plus. Like, there's something wrong. I'm, I want to see business. I went to my second year and uh, became a back leader, as I say. Uh, in November, uh, they had a shift in Simusa where a vice president wanted to move. So I was like, you know what? It's your time, you know? You're, I'm in my second year, beginning of my second year, but never too early or too late, you know? Let's just go ahead and I applied for it, uh, uh, for VB Student Affairs, and I got it as one of the youngest VBs. Everyone's graduating in the office. I was still, you know, that guy starting in November, where the, the, they started May 1st, so I started in the next next half, kind of. I started as a VB, uh, looking at 60 societies and uh, making sure equity is great on campus and our campus is well covered for all our, our students. It's come from indigenous, LGBTQ+, and all different uh, students on campus. Uh, and it was a good experience. I, it took me a lot long time to learn i was like just learning everything and uh, then i come to my second to my second semester in 2016 where i was like it's time to run again for president you know i ran with uh with five people colette robert was my other pb who ran against each other and kenzie was my friend who ran to uh, great election and i ended up losing by six votes six votes means six people you know uh, I took it in a really nice way because I was the vice president at the same time, you know, and I was like, you know what, I'm still, it's still early to me, even though six votes is really tough. And guess what? The, the week after, I found more than six people who were like, oh, you know, we forgot to vote. We were there, you know. So, so where, is, where do we vote? I'm like, oh, the voting just finished a week ago, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, but I didn't give up on it, you know. Uh, I applied to be a vice president for another year, student affairs, where I had a lot of people come to me like, it's not the best idea to apply, you know, like you have been doing a good job, so it's good to take a break and come back, you know, because you don't want to um, make all your work, someone else get credit for it. And I didn't even listen to them because I believed at that time, Kazi, one who's a really close friend to me and mm. my brother, where I say, you know what, no, I'm, I'm, I'm applying again and uh, I would love to be with Kazi, you know, as his vice president and his brother and his right hand, kind of, mm -hmm. you know. I applied and I got it for... Uh, the second term where I started May 1st. Uh, I started as a welcome week coordinator running welcome week. Uh, you know, you start as, oh, it's what you know, you have this week, easy. Then when time starts, that's it. You have a $60,000 budget to work toward. Uh, you travel to Ottawa to conferences. It's called COCA, Canadian Organization of Campus Activities. And uh, when I was there, uh, so I got uh, <laughs> Uh, nominated to be one of the board of directors for the organization there and uh, representing the East Coast. But at that time, I was like, if I'm doing that, I will be giving away time from students here at CNU where mm. I fought bad, but I had to reject the nomination and the meeting where yes. I would, yeah. But it, it, was, it was a good experience to see people like uh, believing in you, even in a conference where you don't know anyone of them, mm. you just met them there and they want you to present the East Coast as this organization. Yeah, big honor. And then uh, I became the welcome be working with 60 back leaders. I made some changes for the first year where I got the welcome week back leader from Simusa and the international back leaders together for the first time where we got 90 students together in one camp. Uh, and 
was really good. Before that, in uh, in May, I was the timekeeper for Inactus national team. So I was okay. with them in Toronto, and there where we got the, the fourth place in Canada against 54 universities. And it was a really good experience. Uh, and I went to Florida with Habitat for Humanity in my second year. And uh, then after that, my third year, I was like, you know what? This is the right time to run for president, you know? Third time's a chair, as they say. And they was like, that's it, I'm going for it. Uh, a lot of people had in mind, especially my parents, they didn't think I'm gonna go for a third time, you know? All their mind as a parents to think, what if he lost? How will he, you know? Or their mind, if he lost the election, what's gonna happen to him, kind of? Okay. Uh, I was like, you know what? I'm all in this time. And uh, I ran a, another campaign, another uh, platform was uh, really good, run against amazing people, everyone has, and everyone helped us to at the end of the day, and ended up winning by a really, really uh, good uh, difference votes, where I ended up getting 40% of the students who voted, uh, uh, a percentage of the students who voted mm -hmm. from my side, so it was a really good experience, and uh, after that I continued my journey and uh, went to South Carolina with Habitat last, uh, last month uh, to build houses, then right away to the next regionals where my, I was in a presenting team where uh, my team won the first place in the regional TV entrepreneurship, then right away I finished, traveled all the way to New York to represent St. Mary's at the United Nations. All of this, and yes, I'm on the Dean's list. So I was on the Dean's list in my second year. Uh, I studied really hard in my second year. I was like, you know what, I want to make it once to the Dean's list, then if I go down, down. So in my second year, I studied really hard where I made it to the Dean's list. And uh, Okay, 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 uh, okay, okay. <laughs> this guy has done so much stuff. Okay, all great stuff, obviously. Thank you, thank you. All great stuff, man. But so we want to get to what motivated you through that whole journey because you complete flip you go from losing by six votes to having 40 percent of the student population vote for you right so complete flip so what kind of things motivate you you know and if you could take us back to a setback along that journey and how you pulled through it what helped you kind of pull through it um we would love to hear that great so i always had in mind you know this this idea of how the university works, understanding the university and understanding the degree, you know? Uh, I believe academics is really important, uh, but then the degree is a degree, where nowadays, you know, when you graduate, when you're on the stage, with whatever major you are, you're gonna see, look to your left, to your right, you're gonna see two, three hundred people with the same major and maybe with the same GPA. So what makes you different from these people is what you have been doing, how you have been doing stuff in university. And that's where kind of motivates me to do more. Uh, I believe in myself, my degree uh, is for my parents and whatever I do next to it is for myself. So I'm doing great in my studies, I'm learning for sure. It's a, it's a learning process where you learn for yourself, but it's something to, I want my parents to be proud, which they're proud of it, you know, like our son studying in Canada and, you know, but next to my studies, I want to do something for myself to be proud of, you know, even sometimes I used to ask myself, like, I need to learn to say no for stuff, like I'm just doing too much, like, not work, not being able to go work out sometimes or just stay in school all day, like, 
work from 9 to 5, then be in my event from 7 to 1 a.m., then go home, sleep like six, seven hours, come back in the morning. Why I'm doing this? But at the end of the day, it's all worth it, you know? Uh, and that's what always motivates me. Always, I look, I look at a goal in front. Uh, I look for tomorrow. I don't look for the future that much. I don't, I don't put my whole mind in the future. So, oh, what's my future job going to be? Or what's, I look for, uh, for tomorrow. And that's what always motivates me, you know? So next year, oh, this year I'm in school. What can I do? Running for bread. Okay, what if it didn't work? Oh, there is this stuff you can do other than that. So I always motivate myself and the stuff that there is tons of opportunities around, you know? And that's the thing uh, I learned really, really in Canada, you know? Uh, you always need to knock the door. If you don't knock the door, no one's gonna open it for you, you know? So you always, there's there's a lot of opportunities and the, the door might be open for you, you know? It's But you need to knock on the door, even if it's open for you so they can listen to you. So that's something I learned in Canada. That's where, from my first year or my second year, I used to be everywhere, knocking each door, getting involved, getting engaged. And that's uh, and that's my goal now with St. With Mary's as the present next year. We're gonna have an always open door for our students and we're gonna have easier access and everything but at the same time we need our students to be passionate about it so we can help them you know if we if we don't know about something it's tough for us to help even though we're gonna be out there every time but there's always stuff you can't you don't know so that's that's what use kind of motivates me okay, to do what i'm doing so for that again you know transitioning and leaving lebanon leaving kuwait and leaving you know, even leaving the dream or the idea of becoming a dentist and dealing with the sciences, how were you able to overcome that? I know that you spoke a lot about your family and yeah. your father being, you know, part of your motivation and, and part of that, you know, driving force that, that moved you forward. But how, besides taking it step by step, what was your thought process in terms of overcoming those, maybe that six, those, you know, those six votes or, you know, overcoming the... The, the transition from going from the you know the English center all the way to coming in here and making it to the dean's I, list. Yeah, yeah, that's that's one thing uh, my parents were always supportive of. You know, whenever I called them, be like, you know, I didn't, I tried science, but I didn't like. It. They're like, do you want to try it one more time? I'm like, you know, I think I'm a business, and they were supporting with me. And since I'm the youngest one, you know, I'm not a spoiled kid. The youngest is different than mm. you think I'm a spoiled kid. No, I'm not spoiled kid. Mm. Uh, so my parents were always supportive for me. You know, they always be right. You know, it's your it's your future. Choose the right thing you you see is the best for you. You know, and. Uh, as much as it was hard for me, it was hard for my parents more since I'm the youngest and the difference between me and my sister is 18 years, you know, it's not a small difference, you know, so my parents got me in a really old age where I'm, I'm kind of their only child in a, in a way at the end where, and I'm the only one who they sent to Canada, all my brothers and sisters are in the Middle East where I'm the only one who, who they give the opportunity at this time because they can send them where at that time they couldn't send three or four of my brothers. So they were always supportive of this, and I had friends here who were always supportive to me. Uh, in my job, uh, I had people like Kathy Ross, who was always taking me as, as her son, you know, and I called her my Canadian mom, kind of, you know, where she always supported me. I used to come to her and be like, so I want to get involved in the United Nations, Kathy, but you know how much work I have with all the societies and here and there. She's like, you know, so, but you can do it, you know, just try it, you know, and go ahead with it. So all this stuff, uh, I always had the friends who, who were always supporting me and were always on my side. So this is what keep me up working. Mm -hmm. uh, no matter what, how many times you fail, you know, it's the best thing is to come back up. All right, man. So looking back on, on your journey, your story, would you have any recommendations for yourself and then for others? 
Yes, for myself. Uh, yeah, if I if I go back at any time, I will uh, I will get more involved from my first year. <laughs> Not uh, when I say involved from first year, from my first day in school, try to look. But it's 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 a tough process, you know. You come to a new country, a new university, a new life. It's uh, hard. But I will always. Uh, uh, think back. First of all, the big thing, I won't miss that semester where I missed it not to come to Canada. I will have to bring back that semester and come to Canada right away. <laughs> uh, everything looks great on the resume, but it must feel great for you before it, you know. If you want stuff to look great in your resume, there's tons of stuff to do in university and even outside university that would look good. But you need to find something you are passionate about because this is what gonna keep you working, this is what gonna keep you going. So always find the, your passion whenever wherever you go. If it's in university or the first job you, you enter after university, you know, uh, you enter the first job, find your passion. Where do you wanna reach in this place, you know? Can I reach that? Will I be able? If not, it's not your thing, you know? You wanna be in a place where you can see your future or you can see you have a bright future. So for students that don't necessarily have the confidence or don't maybe don't have the support network or system coming in as international students, you know, they might not know English as well. What would you say to those students in terms of reaching out to, to students on campus or to really try and, and do new things? Uh, so that, that's one thing we used to teach for our international students when we were at the International Center. We used to always tell them, don't be shy and always say hi, you know. Uh, you need you need to know that there's always people looking forward to you, you know, there's always people who, who will be there to stand with you. It just, uh, especially with international students, where we try our best to come out to them and get them involved, you know, because they come, as you say, to a new language, to a new country where even English gonna be really tough for them in their first and second year, especially when they're taking English literature in the first year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we try to get, be, there for them and try to get them involved in a small stuff at the beginning just to have this transition you know from school or or even from their country to Halifax uh, we try to help them with different resources we have with different access from day, from day one when we go and uh, kind of pick them up from the airport where we provide this for international students here at the International Center you know pick them from the airport having uh, shopping trips uh, around Halifax just to let them know and let them see so I will always try to make them engage even in a small way at the beginning just to get get the idea where they are and we see a lot of international students are really getting involved right away and really having good uh, academic and good experience at the university. So flipping the script a little bit, um, from your experience, <clears throat> excuse me, from your experience as an international student, if you could kind of go back, what would you wish that you saw from domestic students for people that are from here because you know from us we always look at it from okay well how can international students you know get more involved or what could they do to get more involved and feel comfortable but what could we do to make them feel more comfortable and make them feel more welcome because obviously it is a transition for them so what can we do to, to help them along? I, uh, and I like this to be honest like especially us like even if I got involved at the end of my first year when I first came here all the friends I know they were all from the Middle East you know I didn't have that much of Canadian friends I might have one or two Canadian friends who were in my business management class or here or there, you know, sitting next to you, you meet them in a presentation or something. And uh, it's hard, especially hard on us in a way where 
we want to get with the people who we feel comfortable with. It's not that we don't feel comfortable with Canadians of or any other, no, but you feel always, when you first arrive, you want to meet Kamar or Andres who have been here for two or three years. You don't want to ask you a question. I want, to, I want you to, to kind of take me through the right direction, you know, with courses, with life, how can I do? And uh, I, I'm not saying this as a, but Canadians are amazing. You know, Canadians are amazing in a way, they always make you feel like you're one of them. You won't feel like you are that international students, you know, they they know, they love who you are and you'll always find this Canadian friend who, who lives in Dartmouth or in Bird Lake or wherever will invite you to their house and uh, on Thanksgiving or on Christmas or this, you know, they're always, always supporting and who's international student and the good thing Canadian they love to know your story you know they love to know where you come from they love to learn your language so how, how do I say my love in Arabic Habibi how do I say this you know and that's 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 the thing like I will always say I would love if if they were more open but they are already open but it's it's just the right time and the right uh, and especially in welcome week where you meet all these Canadians and you know, especially in residence where you meet all your friends and from Nova Scotia and from out, outside Nova Scotia so that's the thing uh, residence plays a big role in making your life friends I won't say your best friends you know from from who's gonna be your roommate or who's gonna be on your floor or who's your RA kind of so that's that's one of the things I was, I was just thinking about uh, if there should be more events maybe to get international students feeling more comfortable with being on campus. Like I was thinking when you come over here, do you feel in a certain sense that you might lose uh, kind of like the, the cultural practices or cultural ties kind of thing that in the, in the school going in the school while you're going to school out here? Yeah. Just by not engaging them as often. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what we are working on, kind of, and that's what we worked on last year, how to get the uh, international back leaders with the domestic back leaders in order. Our whole idea of thinking, when they come back on campus, the international student would go to the international back leaders, but the international back leaders are already with the domestic back leaders, so that's how they will get all to know each other. And that's where we try to work more in events for Welcome Week, to have all of them together. And that's where our Welcome Week is dry, in order to kind of respect all different cultures, all ages, kind of, you know? Mm. And that's where we work on getting them all together in a, in a quick time, kind of, in Welcome Week. So. This is this is one of the things we work on, and we keep working on in getting uh, domestic students with uh, international students. Cool. So, bringing everything that we talked about and then your story down, what would you hope that people listening would take away from your story? There is always something for you wherever you go. If you are at the university, there is always something for you. Uh, you need to look for it. You need to find it. Uh, you need to keep it for you. Uh, make sure uh, you know what you are here for. Uh, academics, really important. Your experience is really important too. Uh, try to stay involved, try to stay engaged. Uh, that's your right way to get up there, to, to tell the people who you are, you know, in a, in a really humble and grateful way in being in a university like St. Mary's. And that's what St. Mary's offer with this small community, smaller classes where everyone knows each other and uh, everyone is welcoming to the other, you know, and that's that's what we like about St. Mary's. And you will always find a way if you look at it. And sometimes they will look for you. Opportunity is gonna come for you. So never say no for opportunity. 
uh, if you think you can make it, learn more about it, but don't say no right away, because you will get a lot of opportunities. You will be like, I wish I did it last year. And that's what, what I get from students who comes to me in their fourth year graduating, and be like, you know, Osama, this is our fourth year. We, are, we have one more year. Tell us what, what should we do? Where should we get engaged? Should we go to the conference site? Should we get any practice? Should we do this, this? Like, it's uh, last year and we need to do something. Sorry, Osama, but I lost the last three years just studying or just doing stuff like I should have gained something where I, I can see other students in their second and third, they have a lot like in their resume and even experience, you know? So we need something. I was in my fourth year, you know, next year I'm going out to apply for all these jobs outside. So I need to tell them a story because that's, that's who you are when you go apply for a job. Your resume, your degree is on the table, but they want to listen who you are. They want to see what story you had when you were at school. What, what's your life story? Why should we hire you? Should we hire for a grade? There's, as I said, 300 students with the same grade and applied maybe to the same job, you know? But everyone has a story and everyone has a unique story which make him different or make her different than others. So that's the thing. Okay. Involvement and engagement is the, the right way. And there's always open doors for you in the university. The doors are always open, especially in the university like St. Mary's University, you know? Even the president of the university's office door is open, but you need more than that, you yeah. know? You will see the president always there in all the athletics games or the society's events, all the university events. So keep an eye open and uh, get out from your comfort zone and get involved. All right, all right, man. Last but not least, for your story, share with us what your next step is. My next step, so, my next step is, is kind of big. Uh, I'm excited for it, even though I know it's going to be a, a nice challenge, and I won't say a hard challenge, a nice challenge, you know, representing 7,500 students uh, provincially with students of Scotia or federally traveling to Ottawa with CASA, which is the Canadian Alliance of Student Association, you know, lobbying for our students, lobbying for our indigenous students, you know, in different aspects, in different ways. Uh, this is going to be a challenge for me at the same time having my mind here on campus on what's going on on campus and how can we make students' life better on campus because uh, People who trusted you and voted for you and made you up there, their eyes are on you. They want to see not only what you said you want to do, but other stuff, you know? So we'll always be there for the students, kind of. Uh, I'm a student guy, I'm not an office guy, so we'll always be there for students. And that's, that's the thing, you know? We'll be at uh, traveling a lot and at the same time having a lot to do on campus, at the same time having your life mm. and at the same time having your school. So it's a lot, but it's always good. It's always good. Uh, some days will come you the pressure. Uh, pressure is good sometimes, you know, to get stuff done, which is not a bad thing. We will think sometimes working under pressure is the is the good thing, where it makes you think outside the box, makes you think that I can make a difference. So my next step is one thing is change. I want to make the change. So I have one more year. I want to make the change in this year, in any ways I can whatever I can do, you know, I have one more year, I have one more year, I have a year, uh, like I say this in being humble, but you have a one year of power, 
a power to make a change for students, you know, not a power for yourself mm -hmm. as a president, no, a power to make a change, you know, you, 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 you are the voice of students, you'll be sitting on the board of governance of the university, in the senate of the university, and all these different committees, so I want to be the right person to represent the students there, and I want my students to know if I'm going to this committee meeting, they believe someone will be speaking on our behalf on this committee meeting, not just sitting, listening, and agreeing on everything, no, he will, if it's wrong, he would say it's wrong. If it's right, he would say it's right for our students and try his best to find other resources and access for the students. So that's my big picture, guys. You that came out fierce. Say that. <laughs> I like that, man. I like that. Thank you. Appreciate it. Do you have any questions? Uh, do you feel like you had to give a lot to gain where you are right now? Uh, yes. As I said, I, I had to give a lot from my personal life. Uh, and especially now in my third year, I had to give a lot from my personal life, my academic life, and my social life, kind of, you know. Uh, it's always uh, it's always hard when you, when, you, when, you, when you look at yourself and you're like, all I'm doing is volunteering here and there, all I'm doing is competitions, all I'm doing is uh, doing stuff to people. But what am I doing to myself? You know, it's an amazing experience, but what I'm doing to myself, oh, last time I worked out was a month ago, Oh, last time I saw my friends who, when I first arrived to Halifax, were with me always. I saw them like three weeks ago where they went out last week. I said, I said, sorry, they went yesterday for lunch. I couldn't, I had a meeting. So I reached this point, but uh, at the end of the day, I say it's always worth it. So March, this March was the hardest month, I would say, in my entire three years where I used to sleep six hours a day, go to meetings and stuff. But at the end of the March, I was like, you know what, when I look at myself, you did this, like I did this, I did this, I did this, you know, of course with a team, but you did something for your, yourself where you feel like all the hard work paid off at the end and you feel good about yourself more, you'll feel more good than if you were like, oh, if only I went there, if only I worked out, you know, but yeah, there's always time where it's going to be, going to be working under pressure and high commitment kind of, but you try to find time for yourself always, so that's April, you know, time for myself, time to prepare for next year, being mentally prepared for next year, being physically prepared for next year, and what's the plan for next year, sir? So. I'm Osama Nasrallah, and this is my voice.